I believe every one of us can create beautiful images, feel fulfilled and improve our well-being through photography. The Quiet Landscapes podcast explores the life and work of photographers, creatives and thought leaders through monthly conversations that will inspire you. My name is Margaret Soraya and I'm delighted that you are listening. So today I'm really happy to be chatting with Neil Meehan who lives in Ireland and he runs Sea Studio. Um, which is limited edition prints from his early morning swims. So it's nice and exciting to be speaking to him today. Um, And to get started, could you just tell us a little bit about where you are today? Um, Maybe a little bit about the Sea Studio and and how that that operates. Um, Well, today I am at home in Sea Studio. So Sea Studio is a business that I run from home. Um, Normally, my job is, the day job is as a graphic designer, which again, I, I run from home as well. So the two businesses uh, coexist um, at the moment. Um, the initial thinking was when I started taking the sea photography a bit more seriously, that it would be a sideline to the day job. Um, but for a couple of different reasons, uh, COVID has a sort of plays a part in it. Um, the day job, um, well, certainly was affected by COVID, um, whereas C Studio wasn't so much. Actually, C Studio, to the you know towards the end of 2020, came to the rescue. Um, so, whereas in, in the middle of COVID, uh, the day job was was severely struggling because a lot of my clients were events based and they needed people to come to gatherings or come to exhibitions. Uh, so that work really was really affected. Whereas um, when people realized that COVID wasn't the end of the world and they came out of the various lockdowns, they had money to spend. And there was um, a, certainly here in Ireland, there was a big push to shop local. Um, And that coincided with the fact that a lot of people took to the sea during lockdown for for kind of solace and other other reasons meant that, um, you know, it, it was almost like a perfect storm. So the end of 2020, was actually very good for C Studio. Um, I was really, really busy, and, and and I had only just launched it as as a business, um, you know, at the start of 2020. So um, that was a real good kickstart. So so now the balance is probably shifted a bit. So the it's maybe even you know 50 50 day job, but and and C Studio, which um, it's kind of come a lot sooner than I thought it might, um, but. Uh, you know, happy, and I'm not sure if that's because C Studio was taking over and the day job is slowly dying, or or if it's because C Studio is doing well and, and the day job has to catch up. Um, but I certainly found that um, you know the activity of taking the photographs in the water, as I was doing anyway, and 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 turning that into an enterprise um, is, from a business point of view, is worthwhile to continue to act actively do that. So m- my time you know, spent creating images and trying to sell images is as valuable as, you know, trying to flog logos to a business. Your, so your graphic design business is you freelance then? Because I, I thought that maybe you were employed. No, my graphic design business is, is my own uh, one-man band. So, um, uh, and it's what I've been doing sort of, uh, well, certainly in, in my own business, working as a one-man band for over 20 years. Uh, so I would have a lot of, you know, sort of like fairly, you know, um, loyal clients that I've worked with for a long time. But some of them, actually most of them 
their business required people um, coming to events or galleries or cinemas. So, um, yeah, last year kind of really, really hit hard in, in, in that respect. Um, it's coming back slowly, and a lot of a lot of those businesses have been able to um, redirect their marketing uh, into digital. So I've been doing some sort of online design for them as well. So it hasn't been all bad, um, but it definitely has had to adapt. And um, so in, during the time that, you know, the adaptation was happening, you know, C-Studio began to play a, a bigger role. And, um, you know, I suppose my experience as, as a designer has helped me you know, as a fledgling photographer, you know, image making is really what I consider myself to do as opposed to, you know, out and out photography. Um, for a long time, I wasn't happy, you know, calling myself a photographer out of respect to the very good photographers I've worked with or, or, or been following. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've come into terms with that now that it's, it is a, it's a, it's, it's a photographic process. Um, the end result is an image. Um, the image is sort of, you know, reflects my experience in the sea, um, how I take it or what I take it with or what I do with it afterwards is, is, is part of the process. It's part of the creative process. Um, I don't know if I'm doing it right or doing it the way it should be, but I'm, I'm, I'm sort of doing it as, uh, you know, as, a, as an ongoing process, you know, and, and definitely an evolution from, just recording the daily swim. You know, this is where I was today to um, taking a bit more care about creating that image, uh, wanting to, you know, sort of have that image sufficiently represent what I did that day uh, to then realizing people were actually looking at it and interacting with it. And how, how did that image, you know, uh, make them feel? And then understanding that, okay, well, there's a, there's an actual communication process going on here. It's not me just recording my swim for, uh, you know, for, for my own satisfaction, that by sort of opening up my mind to the possibility that there's um, a, a connection between me and the viewer through the photograph, um, I then began, I suppose I began to change a little bit uh, how, how I approached uh, making the images. And, and now that's part of, my sort of thought process that this is an image that other people will look at and react to um, as opposed to this is where I was today and this is what the sea was like. Um, so, and that, that's, that initially was a bit of a challenge um, because I had to then realize that well, what, what is, what is my voice going to be? What, what is the, you know, the, how do I want you know, me as a swimmer represented through these images or how, how do I want this particular location that I have a connection with represented by, by these images. Um, uh, and knowing that, say, a lot of people would, would be looking at the images because either they're, they're swimmers and they want to see, you know, where you were and what you did or they have a connection with that place. So, they, you know, so the, the, the connection with the viewer is partly through the activity, partly through the location, um, sometimes both, sometimes neither. But so it's um, then, okay, well, how, you know, finding that um, not so much an angle because, you know, you know, there's lots of people photographing in the sea and it's, but finding a, a style of image or, or, or a type of image making that I think is authentic to me um, and, that was a 
that happened sort of in a fairly introspective moment during during lockdown where you know there was lots of things you know, sort of running around the head and you go what if and what's going to happen and all this and what am I actually doing you know and is this you know um, and because a lot of the time I would spend looking at other photographers and going oh that's fantastic and that's brilliant and, and they are but then that sort of moment when I realized well they're in California or they're in Hawaii or Bondi and of course their images are going to look the way they are you're on the east coast of Ireland where there's you know kind of gray skies and cold sea um, and accepting that and realizing well that's that's my my story is the images that I'm going to make there and not not trying to mimic some other style or not trying to replicate uh, a, a an image that isn't you know authentic to me yeah there's so much there. I've just made some notes there because there's so much there that I wanted to to get into a little bit deeper. If that's all right. Sure. Um, I think one of the things that you know you mentioned was lockdown and how you um, you've come out of it differently. Um, and I think that what you've done is you've lent into your natural love, haven't you? So what you've done is you had that time to reflect, then almost naturally gone towards what you what you love shooting. And that sort of ties in then with how you've you've been able to to come to go through that process of um, stop looking at other people and trying to replicate, which is so so important, isn't it? When you when you're starting out, it's it's one of the things that I think stops a lot of people from starting or moving on because they're looking at everybody else. Whereas maybe uh, you, you maybe you just did it naturally and you just sort of got to that point where you just um, started responding to what you love doing and shooting um, but it's really nice that you you mentioned and I think there was um, the other thing was that I think there was a lot of opportunities in, in lockdown and that time we had to pause and to start thinking about what it is and where we're going plus plus all the changes that happened as you said the, the graphic design business slowed down so your time presumably to go swimming opened up did it it, it did, although I mean, I, I sort of my swimming experience is is a um, is as part of a sort of a local community of swimmers uh, where I live, and generally what we do is we we swim every day uh, all year round, um, and we follow the sun, so we swim at, at sunrise. Now, and and I've been doing that for five or six years, um, you know, missing maybe one or two days a month at most. So, um, however, this year. Um, I haven't really been following the sun so much during, you know, the height of summer um, because uh, I found out to my cost that if you want to be, you know, swimming at a quarter to five in the morning, you have to manage the other end of the day, which I wasn't very good at. So, um, but so the, at our group kind of splinters a little bit um, during sort of June, July. Um, and now we're at the process where, so there would be still people swimming at dawn. Um, you know, I would maybe go down at six o'clock or half past six, but we're sort of slowly sort of regrouping as, as, as a bigger group now that, you know, sort of the sunrise has sort of gone past six o'clock in the morning. I did wonder about that, actually, the, the sunrise thing, because in the north of Scotland, obviously, we're like some of the islands that you go to it can be at four o'clock in the morning. You know, 20, 21st of June is, was something like, you know, 10, 10 to five. So you're getting up, you know, before half four in the morning and it's, it is fantastic. You know, if you, if, if you're getting good weather, 
and you're able to manage, as I said, the end, other end of the day, it, it, it's, it's a fantastic experience. Now, mind you, it's, it's just the same at six o'clock in the morning, you know, later in the year. Um, so, and it, you know, again, then uh, later in the year when it gets to about eight o'clock in the morning and, and, you know, a lot of people have got to get kids to school, the sort of the group splinters a bit. So it's it kind of, it's like an elastic group that sort of, you know, sort of expands and contracts depending on, on the time of year, but it's, it's, it's a fairly tight group. And, and um, so during lockdown, the, the, here, the first lockdown was quite severe and I, was, I wasn't close enough to the sea. So you weren't allowed to go, out, uh, go beyond two kilometers. So while I, I am two kilometers from the sea as the crow flies, if I scramble across fields and climb down a cliff. Um, and I did try that uh, twice, um, but my old knees wouldn't get me back up again. So um, I just sort of, sort of toughed it out for that was about maybe five weeks in uh, around March 2020 um, uh, that I really did. I, I had the occasional swim. You know, if you're, you're allowed to go to the shops and oh, togs were in the car. So, um, uh, and that that actually was kind of um, was kind of good because I had just finished a a thing in February called Freezebury, which. Um, was where you you swim every day in February and each day you add a minute for the for the you know for the month uh, the day of the month so um, that was kind of exhausting um, exhausting mentally and, and physically exhausting just in terms of the, the amount of times you had to recover from near hypothermia it's certainly in the last week um, shortly after the end of February that's when you know the the, the big lockdown here happened so I was quite quite happy to have a rest um, and then they extended the distance you could travel to five kilometers and that then allowed me reconnect with the um, with the group I swim with and then other people weren't connected because uh, they might have lived further away so we sort of set up smaller groups where I go in the other direction I go halfway to where they were so that actually worked out well because I was then swimming in different locations all still within you know the, the allowed um, distance but it just you know you were kind of accommodating other people by you know joining them in different places so um so that was yeah that was that was actually quite good actually having sort of little mini mini groups in different spots so how long have you been um photographing in the water is it is it like a um one of those things that you started a long time ago and have just developed and honed your skills on or is it something um no it's it i think it's reasonably new i mean so i mean i've i grew up by the sea and i've always been you know a, a dipper always sort of you know so and, and that was that's just sort of naturally part of my life that i always sort of swam in the sea um but i had sort of broken that sort of habit for a while and sort of when the kids got to an age where they wanted to go swimming on their own um and you know where we are you know there's there's beaches but there's also places you know rocks you can jump off and the boys said we're we're going down there to jump off the rocks and look I better go with you um and that was great because i actually i got back into the habit of going into the sea on a regular basis um to the point where when they went back to school i said well i'm gonna i'll keep this going and i'll go down and have the swim i want to have rather than you know paddling around watching them and that's when i started meeting other people and because I had to be back, you know, to work, it, it was early in the morning. And I, I thought they were all early morning swimmers that they've been doing it for years. But it just so happened that like it, there was just a bunch of us began to go around about the same time. And, and it just evolved into, in, into a really good group. Um, 
And had it not happened that way, I don't know if, you know, if these children would, there, would ever have, have happened because having the community to go to every day meant that, you know, the swimming became a lot more regular, it became daily, it became, you know, something that I, I built into my sort of daily routine. Um, so, and I was going as much for the, the sort of the community and social aspect of it as I was going for, for the swim. I mean, I love the swim. I love that feeling of, you know, separation from the land and just sort of swimming out and just leaving everything behind you and, and that sort of um, total switch off that you get. Um, but as, as everyone does, you know, you sort of swim back in and then reach for the phone and tell Instagram what you did. And um, so that was... Um, you know, as, as, a, as a designer, I, I was sort of happy with that sort of visually recording what you do. Um, and then got a bit ambitious. I would sort of walk back into the sea with the phone, sort of hold it up. Um, then I realized, you know, there was waterproof cameras and covers you could get for your phone. And uh, then went on a process of sort of, you know, getting more, you know, expensive and, and better equipment. So really, I mean, I've only owned, you know, a, a proper camera for, three or four months like like it's 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 this year um when when i got a you know uh, the camera that, that i have now uh so for the first few years i suppose in terms of not so much honing the photographic skills but honing honing my eye in terms of what i want you know what i was looking at um and what i was then taking back to the studio to to say curate my collection of pictures is okay well I, I'm, I'm going to choose this today this is this is what I think represents this one best um, and then how you crop it or how you present it um, and it, obviously it was all being presented uh, via social media um, so there was a lot I suppose a, a degree of, of learning you know visual learning going on and, and, and visual practice going on um, up to the point now where I'm, you know, working with a, you know, professional grade camera and, and, and housing and the, uh, so my eye, I've, I've sort of got that understanding of what I want to photograph through the, through the practice of, of photographing daily and also through the understanding, as I mentioned earlier, of being authentic in terms of representing what, 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 what is the, the, my relationship with the water. Yeah, I think I think that's the important. But I think you you from what you've just said there, you're very natural, and it's very powerful work. Actually, I I love your images. I really do, um, and I think they're very. Um, there's something about them. There's something deeper than just um, just merely representing whatever you know that a lot of photographers simply take a photo of something it feels deeper to me um and that's why that's why you're here actually because I, I do love your work I saw I found you on Instagram and it's it's um I can tell there's passion behind it but I also think then what binds that as well is you've obviously got that eye you've got that sort of that that ability to see see what works but I was quite surprised that you haven't been doing it that long to be honest with you because they're quite well um they're quite well they're well done in terms of photographically speaking um but yeah they, they're they're beautiful absolutely um but I think that the key to that and a really interesting thing for people listening is that you've I think what you've done really well is let go of of perceptions of what would be a good photograph because actually photographing from the sea you don't really see you know there isn't anything that you could say well that's um not technically correct because we can't see everything in focus you know you you've gone you've just gone with it you've just rolled yeah, with it yeah. I, I feel 
I'm sort of having a, a minor dilemma with myself at the moment because um, I had uh, just through the process um, of you know recording the the photograph um, each day, I, I would put up a photograph each day. Now, some days you're not going to get great photographs. So what do you do? Do you go, oh, oh, I'll pretend I'll put up one of yesterday's. So this dilemma then, do I keep on posting a photograph regardless of the perceived quality of it? Um, or do I just say, well, now you're a professional photographer and, and you know, you can't put up anything that isn't, you know, of a certain quality. Um, so I haven't figured that one out yet. A lot of people do this photo a day for X amount project type yeah, thing. Yeah. And it's great for pushing you into making you make art, but it also is kind of, it gets a little bit kind of prescriptive in that you feel like you've got to post something. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure you'll find a way. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, um, I suppose as a way of getting around that question, I I see images of whether it's quality or, or okay, well, that's fine. That That is telling people what the sea looked like today. Mightn't be a great photograph. Might have been a dull day, you know. So, but so it it, it actually fulfills that purpose. Um, and I wouldn't expect anyone to look at it for more than a fraction of a second on on, on social media and, and click on other pictures are better. And you might they might linger on it for a few seconds, um, or they might hit a like. Other pictures then might be worthy of being a postcard. So they would have a life of maybe a week or two on a fridge. Uh, other pictures might be worthy of going into a, a zine or a photo book where you look at them in a more intimate way and, and, and because they're a book, you keep them and they're, they're a bit more special. Other ones then become limited edition prints and they, they would be looked at, you know, in, in you know, every day or, or, or lingered over. Um, and even within that, some might bung in a hole. So you just pass them by and you go, you get a glimpse out of the corner of your eye. Oh, yeah. And so others then might be bigger and, and hang over the mantelpiece and, and they would be part of your daily life because you would look at them on a regular basis. You've done um, exceptionally well, I think, from looking at your website um, at putting these into the, the, those different categories. I, I know a lot, a lot of people struggle with this. It's probably one of the biggest questions that I get when people want to try to sell that work. You appear to just have effortlessly put up the most amazing website I've seen in a long time, actually. It's absolutely stunning. Well, I'm, ha I'm happy to share the secret. Um, Go on. <laughs> uh, it is an off-the-shelf template. So as a, um, uh, as a designer, I've been involved in, in, in the design of uh, websites. So um, I, when I decided to sort of turn this activity in, into, into an enterprise, um, I, you know, the, um, it was initially and, and primarily going to be an online business. So I knew that the website had to be good. So most of the time I spent working on the website was finding the right template. So it wasn't like you start putting images into a template and, and you're trying to shape them. Just leave the images to one side, get the right framework. So I, I use Shopify. Shopify then obviously has all the e-commerce, so I didn't have to worry about that. Um, and I looked for, for weeks, um, trolling through um, uh, you know, libraries of templates and I imagined I was going to, you know, find one that might have been 80% of what I needed and then get a, a developer to tailor it to the, what I need. But the one I found was, uh, and really, um, the, the, this, if you look at it and analyze it, what you're looking at is nothing other than the photographs. So the, the, the design of the website and, and, and the visual style of it is not getting in the way of the photographs. 
So people are there to look at photographs. They're not look there to look at, you know, web wizardry or, um, so it's, it, it's, it's very, very simple, but it, it, it puts the images in, uh, you know, front and center in, in a, in a, in a, in an unfussy way. That's brilliant. Thank you so much. Um, I use Shopify as well, actually, funnily enough. Um, not, and I can see how simple and easy is it to, to, to put things for sale very quickly. I don't use it for all of my website. It's, a, it's like an add-on for the shop area at the moment. Um, but I, that's really helpful to know. And I think it's helpful for a lot of people. Um, so thank you for that. Um, in terms of how they're sort of, I suppose, curated in, into galleries that are based on, um, you know, emotions relating to the sea. I mean, that was, again, I thought, okay, that, that's going to help with the storytelling, with the, with the connection. Um, I'm having to reevaluate that a little bit because what I've found is that people, you know, as, as they're getting more interested in what I do, they're saying, you know, oh, have you got this location or that location? So I'm uh, having to maybe cross-index a location with a, a style of, you know, this is this relates to sunrises, this relates to sea texture, this relates to whatever. But again, you know, the, the website and on all websites will allow you, you know, put in keywords and tags that you can search by location. So if someone's looking for a Wexford shop, the, the Wexford shots might be spread over six different galleries based on their their sort of emotive qualities, but they can get them all together quite easily just by tapping in the location that they're they're, they're looking for. Yeah. And as for the 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 print again it's it's some you don't you don't feel like you have to share everything about your, your work but it's again it's one of the things that i think photographers when they're first starting out battle with a lot because it's actually not that easy to sell photographic prints um it's but you you seem to have made it look effortless um well I, the, the process is effortless for the customer um uh how often it happens though is is the uh is, is the key thing and i'm Obviously, I would love to sell more. I, I, you know, I have sold quite a few. Um, uh, some of my images have sold out. Um, now, that's be because of, you know, the size of the edition that I've chosen. And there are issues to do with that. Um, uh, certainly here, uh, you know, there's, um, depending, uh, I've got artist's tax exemption. So there would be a limit on, on the size of the edition that you can produce to qualify for that. Uh, there will be a limit on the size of the edition uh, for uh, the different rates of VAT. Um, so, uh, yeah, so some. Um, so I started, most of my uh, prints were in editions of 12. Uh, some are I'm sort of now moving it to 25. <laughs> Oops, there's a bit of a market here. Um, uh, whether, you know, and then whether or not I go to open edition, I don't know. Um, that, that would depend on, on di different circumstances. Um, but yeah, selling, selling, I mean, I, I don't know if there's ever, certainly for me, a full-time living to be made from selling prints. Um, so when I, when I started the business, I always imagined that the, the prints, the limited edition prints would be the one end of the scale and that there would then be other, um, sort of products that would come under the C-Studio banner, like calendars, postcards, greeting cards, journals, things like that. So I did a calendar last year and that was very successful. I'm now starting, you know, 2022's calendar. Um, and it's good having been through the experience because at the time, you know, in, in a COVID year, you know, no money thing with the, the limited edition prints. This is just sort of, sort of talking business. The, the cost of sale to me, the producer, only incurs when I get the money. So if somebody buys a print, I then make the print. So they don't say, 
you know, can you send me over 10 prints? And I go, well, I've got to go and produce them. So it's, it's very, and that was deliberate um, because, you know, I've spent years working um, where you send out invoices and you wait 30 days and, you know, may, you may or may not get paid. Now, most of the time I do, but you, you still have to wait. So this idea of the first time you know you have a customer is when their money arrives in your bank is, was, was fantastic. Um, so it's just a question of making that happen more often. But so for the prints, that, um, that wasn't so much as a, um, as a risk, but whereas the calendar, you know, you, I was going to spend thousands producing a, a calendar. Um, now, thankfully, the vast majority of them sold. So I'm, this year we'll go at it a lot more, um, you know, with less stress, let's say, knowing that, okay, well, I now know the process. I know it works. People, uh, they've already been started making inquiries about next year's one. And, you know, so um, the the risk in investing in the upfront production of a product like that is is, is less having been through been through the process. Yeah, I totally understand that. It's, it always amazes me that people still love calendars. And every year I go, well, will I do one? And then it comes to sort of August time, I go, I've got to make a decision. Well, I think, you know, I, I think printed items are not dead. I mean, as, 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 a, as, a, as a print designer, um, the, you know, from sort of the early 90s on, there was a, an onslaught of digital media. And, and we were all, you know, stressed that, you know, we were all going to be out of business. And a lot of people have been, and my, my work is, is is very different from what it used to be um, as, as a result of digital media, but there still is a role for printed material if it's um, well-produced and, and the content within it is good. Um, uh, and just, I, I mean, another point on the prints, uh, Margaret, the print, I, I print my own prints. Um, uh, that was the first thing that I bought. So I bought the printer before I bought a camera. And, I, and, and that, again, that was a, uh, a decision based on trying to knit the C-Studio business with the day job, that if I was going to a bureau or a, 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 you know, someone else who was printing the prints, uh, I would have to go there you know, once, if not twice, if they were framed as well. You know, so that would be two, you know, an extra, potentially extra four hours uh, on a print that you might be selling for, 150 euros so it didn't make sense um unless unless you were you, you knew you were going to be doing huge volumes to begin with so i bought a you know pretty good a2 printer and the um and that you know means i got i, I leave the house for that sale once to go to the post office as opposed to going collecting the print or going signing the print and then you know bringing it back packing it and then sending it so Things like that. So I spent a lot of time thinking about how this business would run, you know, before I actually, you know, pulled the trigger on it and thought, okay, now I'll do it. So there was work, trying to work out the processes, you know, because as, as a designer, I'm now a retailer and a photographer and a marketer and all these other things, which were all I had sort of little experience in and kind of knew how it went. But, you know, essentially I'm a digital shopkeeper. So working, you know, working out the systems and, and knowing that, you know, so there was a lot of thinking about that alongside the big decision to to sort of take an activity that was, um, you know, successful in, in as much as I enjoyed it and people seem to like it on social media to, to go into, okay, well, now I'm going to put these same images that you're looking at on this website and I'm going to put a price tag on it. So, and that's, you know, that's the sort of the, 
you know, showing your bum in public moment where you sort of say, I'm now, I have notions, you know, I'm, 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 I'm expecting, you know, people to buy these. And th th that for me was very, very nerve wracking. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I did it because it, it, it has become now a, you know, it's certainly helping the, 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 the finances, but it's now a, an activity that it, it has a, because it has a value, I, I can, I can, it, it, it brings an extra level of satisfaction. Um, and I would still be doing it regardless of whether I was, you know, making a, a, a you know, a side income out of it or not. Um, it just has a certain extra reality to it. Um, and obviously then a, a, a whole new sort of array of opportunities in terms of developing it in, in different ways, in terms of collaborations or different types of products, uh, taking it from, you know, an on online retail to maybe seeing about getting stocked in, 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 in shops and things like that. And, and, and just learning the process a bit more. Um, so yeah, making that decision to go, you know, go from just a, a personal hobby activity to, to a business was, um, was a tough enough one, but you know, it, uh, so far I'm really happy that I did. I just think you've just gone about it in such a, um, a brilliant way and, and and you're just showing people that they can do it one of the things is that a lot of people they make art and the artists they're not they're not necessarily sales people and i i'm talking from experience here because i am probably going through the process that you're going through but in a very much longer manner you've you've looked like you've just made the decision and done it and that's really that's amazing because once you've done it and it's out there you can evolve it and you can hone it and you can go, well, that didn't work. This works instead. And you'll go somewhere. You'll find your, you'll find your products or a way of, of sales that works for you eventually, but you won't do if you never start. So, um, yeah, exactly. And that, that, um, now I, I should be very thankful. My wife sort of was, was very much, uh, you know, giving me a nudge and, and you know, because once I had sort of said, said, okay, well, this is something that could be, could be good. Um, and I would be from that, you know, sort of background of sort of artist, maker, creator going, you know, oh, no one will buy it. And then getting getting that push. Well, they're not going to buy it if you don't put up the website. You know, so have you done the website? Get the website finished. Um, so and really it is. It's, it's like a, um, so a way of of, um, of making the, it re real as a business without a huge amount of uh, financial investment so that was important that it, it had to it had to wash its face as it went along because there wasn't you know a either within either time or investment to say okay we're going to take a risk or a punt on this business um so the, the main the, the initial risk was was the printer and that was a few thousand but thankfully that repaid itself you know once once i said i'm, I'm selling prints and that was great so there was the an initial sort of burst of that but then there was the kind of the wait and see well okay well we've done we've done friends and family you know when are the strangers going to start buying you know when are you going to sell a full a full price print when is someone that you've never met before going to just drop the money in the account to get uh, a print so that started to happen um you know a, a few months after i kind of started you know making noise about the the, the, the fact that the prints were for sale um and that was a huge, I mean, that would be the same for any artist, you know, or, or creator that, you know, the, um, 
the confidence you get from that, you know, the encouragement you get from that, from people saying, well, I really like that. And, and not only do I really like it, I'm prepared to pay for it. Um, and that's where, you know, people will be prepared to pay for it. And that's where you then have to learn how to value it. Uh, now, it's something I'm, again, still struggling with and an ongoing dilemma about, well, how do you price it? And, you know, um, but, you know, you got to start somewhere. Um, and uh, uh, so, as I said earlier, the the timing for me, because of COVID and the, the way people came out of COVID here um, in, in, in that sort of autumn time in the lead up to Christmas, was just perfect timing. And, and one thing that really you know, sort of boosted my activities here was that I, I, I just scored big time with some PR. Um, so I initially had thought, okay, I'm going to do as much digital marketing as I can because we're all sort of digital savvy now and it's great. And, and that is really important. But traditional PR for me um, came, uh, came as, as a huge advantage um, at a time when people were beginning. It was sort of at the end of the second lockdown. And uh, as I said, there was the uh, lead up to Christmas. There was um, kind of reserves of cash money for, for a lot of people who say were in permanent jobs, but weren't able to go on holidays or weren't able to get to shops uh, along with this um, you know, campaign here to buy local. And um, I had planned on doing a, a PR push in, in March and I postponed that because it was, you know, the timing was wrong. Put it out in, at the end of September, October. And um, obviously some of it had to be down to the fact that, you know, the people in the papers liked the images they were sent. Um, but uh, and all of the national press here covered them. I, I, literally, I literally for November and December couldn't, make prints fast enough. Um, so, so when you're thinking of the marketing, you know, and again, this is where see, I had gone back to college and was doing a course in uh, digital entrepreneurship. So that helped a lot with this business in terms of um, being, uh, being more methodical about how you think about it. So uh, understanding your customer, you know, so having a particular customer in mind and where do they go for their information, where do they go to find out the stuff they want to buy? Um, what is the demographic of it? If you're selling at a certain price, does that mean that person will, you know, be looking for their products on uh, on their iPhone, or will they be reading a Saturday or Sunday newspaper to find out what they should buy? Um, I found certainly the um, the push from being featured in weekend newspapers uh, was, you know, far and away. Um, more successful than than any digital marketing I had tried up to then. Yeah, you'd have to be digitally marketing for a long time, wouldn't you, to get that kind of coverage? Yeah, yeah. no, I, I think I think the mix is important. You have to do, you have to have a a, a marketing mix, and you have to um, and with you know, and particularly with social media, there are plenty of opportunities to you know, sort of collaborate with people that mark that would be in your area, but not necessarily your competitors. So associate with people that are in, in the, in the same sort of sphere and help each other out. Um, and it, 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 that I've found has been really good um, because uh, the, you know, social media gets a really bad handle sometimes, but if, you know, I use it in a very, very narrow way, it's just about, you know, my swimming experience. Um, I'm not interested in reading about anything else. It's just, you know, it's very, very focused and, and, and it works for me because um, 
you know, people share stuff, people, people recommend, you know, people give you shout outs, you know, and I try to do the same if I can. So it, it's, um, you know, it, if it's used in, in, in a positive way, it, it definitely helps. And it should always be, you know, considered as in, in the marketing mix as, as something that you kind of have to do. Yeah. Um, but that that point that you made there, I think that's a, that's a lovely um, thing that we should all remember: is that um, the more that we support each other, um, that the that we all rise, don't we? It doesn't um, this this idea a lot of photographers have that you know your competitors. I don't really like that word because actually we're just all we're all in the photography or art world, aren't we? Um, I really do do believe what you've just said there and um, support and. Um, you know, shouting out other people. This is what this podcast is about, actually, because um, it's about bringing people um, and and shining a light on people that are doing some really amazing work at the moment. I think, you know, when I first encountered you, Margaret, was probably, um, I think, through the Outdoor Swimming Society, giving oh. both a shout out, you yeah. know, so it was, um, through their Instagram account, you know, follow these accounts and and um i was delighted to get uh to get a shout out and there was you know there was i think there was about four or five of us in the same sort of post and i, I, I think right. that's where you know yes yeah. um and it's, it's things like that which are not difficult to do and not you know and um you know it's it's um you know there's no um i see it i don't see things as as being competition i see this company you have other other people to um you know to learn from or uh you know i found you know there's certainly a few photographers here that that i'm you know uh, you know messaged and said you know what do you do about this or how do you solve this problem and and i get i get probably on a weekly basis um you know private messages saying you know what do you use you know what 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 camera do you use how do you you know and i always try i, I tell tell people what you know whatever and, and um and happily then see the same person with new equipment out photographing. And, and you know, you can see, um, you know, unless someone's looking over your shoulder, you know, like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, as I said, it comes back to that point. If you have, say, confidence that you are authentically creating a story, whether it's a series of images over a period of time or a, a one-off image of a particular swim or location, and and you can say well that's that's me you know if someone else is doing something similar and and then you know it comes to christmas time and someone's buying a present whether they go for the other person or you it doesn't matter you just you know if, if you're happy with your own work um you know that's you know everything else will will, ha- will happen for you after that um yes and nobody can nobody can be you nobody can have the experiences in your life um, and the thought processes to, that you bring to your work, that's really individual. So we're then just connecting like-minded people because I think it's wonderful that actually I didn't remember how we met, but now I, now I do remember that post. And it was, I think it was 2019, wasn't it? And it was a um, great winter, winter swimming feeds or something. Um, so it's really nice. And I've, I sort of watched your work and I always thought, oh, that's that's really nice image. And, and just recently I noticed that it was re- getting more and more powerful and more um the the quality was changing there was something about it changing recently yeah well i mean i think there's there's a couple of reasons for that i suppose just sort of being at it a bit longer but the um better equipment you know going from iphone to a camera and then a camera that was shooting raw files and understanding raw files to then a bigger camera and bigger you know sort of um uh and and then also that um 
that it became, you know, it's become now part of what I do. So um, instead of racing home and, and having to flick through some photographs that you took and putting, you know, selecting one, you know, it's been a bit more considered. Um, and um, yeah, so I mean, I, I still think there's, for me, there's plenty uh, to come and plenty uh, more learning. I think that's just been a, a wonderful chat and just touched on some points that that have just been really, really helpful for people. I think that the the, the business side of things has been amazing and also um, that kind of sharing and finding um, like-minded people. I, I forget, actually, I used to do like a load of shout-outs on Instagram. I must go and do, I must go and do one, actually, because I, I do like doing that. Um, so what I'd like to do is uh, just ask you to point people in the direction of your social media and your website um, address. We'll put it in the show notes as well so they can find you afterwards. But if you could just tell people where they can find you now. Well, on Instagram, I have a grand total of three accounts. So they can either just go straight to cstudio.ie um, or they can go to Neil, which is N-I-A-L-L underscore cstudio. That's my sort of personal account. That's where the whole activity sort of came about. Uh, the cstudio.ie one is sort of the business account. And then there's a, a sort of a, a, a substream to the side hustle, which is the humans of Swimrise. Um, and that's another account where it doesn't get enough attention at, at the, for me at the moment, but it's, it's something that I'm very keen on. And that's, that's just where I'm sort of photographing people. So and, and it wasn't what I was set out to do, um, but uh, people keep on swimming. So um, you keep on meet, meeting people in the sea. So I um, take their photographs, ask them a few questions and share their stories. And um, there actually is a lot more to come on that one. So thank you very much for chatting with me today, Neil. You're very welcome, Margaret. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. I'm truly grateful for you taking the time out to listen in. If you feel inspired in any way, I'd really appreciate it if you could share or review the show. You can also share it on Instagram and tag me or reach out with any thoughts. I'm at Margaret Soraya. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.